Overthinking is when we think about the same thing for a long time. And when we ruminate about the past or worry about the future. This, along with our brain creating what-if scenarios, could lead to exhausting thought spirals which can ruin our days. It serves no purpose and makes it harder to move on with our days. Hi guys! Welcome to Cuddle with Cookie. I'm Jingu and I'm here with my cookie baby. The topic we've chosen for today is communication and overthinking. I chose this topic to talk about because I tend to overthink a lot and I know so many people who struggle with this as well. Often, communication is an effective solution to this and of course, all of us could do better in communicating our thoughts and feelings and whatever it is more effectively, especially with our family and friends. Before we shift our focus to the main topic, let's play tickety-tockety. Right now, I can see the sky from my nearby window. Just like the sky is vast and endless, we sometimes find that our thoughts are endless once we're consumed by our emotions and get we, we tend to get into like thought spirals. And this can be really overwhelming. Let's talk more about this now. Overthinking is when we think about the same thing for a long time and when we ruminate about the past or worry about the future. This, along with our brain creating what-if scenarios, could lead to exhausting thought spirals which can ruin our days. It serves no purpose and makes it harder to move on with our days. Like I mentioned earlier, Communication could help with this in some cases. Let me quickly talk about a few types of communication. Passive communication is when we don't express our needs and find it hard to say no. So we just agree with whatever people say. Like, especially if you're a people pleaser, then you tend to do this. Then aggressive communication is when we speak in a full-on attack mode to get our point across. Like for example, when I'm like talking to one of my siblings, it's just like I just want to argue for the sake of arguing and just get my point across. So it's not, you know, it's not an effective method of communication. And it's also when we sometimes ignore others' words by not listening properly because we feel our words are more important. Um, yeah, and passive aggressive is when we subtly attack them but appear to be passive or silent. And assertive communication is a healthy way of getting our message across by expressing our thoughts while also opening, openly, openly listening to others. And that's what I'm striving towards. So now that we've spoken about the different styles of communication, let's go deeper. To discuss this, I've invited a most lovely guest speaker, my close friend, Sanjana Bhupati. She also struggles with overthinking and is a kind, empathetic listener who does her best to be an effective communicator. Side note, her nickname is Janju and that's what I'll be calling her. You would have noticed my voice just going like high pitched when I'm talking, but yes, that's just me. 
Hi Chanju, it's so nice to have you here. Hello. <laughs> okay, let's start with the questions. Describe your overthinking and thought spirals. So, like I was telling her earlier, um, overthinking for me has been an up and down thing, and um, it would not be justifying uh, itself to say that it's been like a thing that's been on the same level all the time because obviously the people you're interacting with uh, changes how you're feeling about every situation that you're in and I feel like um, even in general overthinking is something that people can take lightly at times but also it's we have to understand that it depends on who the person itself is who's reciprocating or taking in these feelings from the next person um, and thought spirals are People can have thought spirals in multiple ways. One is in a creative way where you're a writer or you're an artist or um, anything in that field itself where you're like, oh, I could start with this and then that and then it keeps building from that. But at the same time, there's a different thought spiral that comes with overthinking where it goes into, you know, you start with scenario A, but you end up with scenario D because of the number of things that your brain has made up uh, for multiple outcomes that a certain situation could have. And... Sure, the two things can be interlinked, which is something I've realized over time. But if you look at overthinking in a very um, scientific or maybe a research-based way, it's claimed that overthinking comes in multiple ways. One, in terms of situational overthinking. And um, second, in terms of self-overthinking. In That is not of how you think the other person would react, but of how you yourself would react to the same situation no matter what the other person is saying yeah that makes sense and also like you were saying about the creative thought spells those are the like the fun kind of ones like when i was writing my book i used to like wake up at 4 a.m i mean like i don't know somehow i'd be sleeping but i'd get this thought and i'd be like i have to write this down and then like i'll take like two hours and that kind of spiral is nice. I mean, I don't know if I should call it a spiral. But yeah, that kind of thing is nice. But like you were saying, the outcomes, like thinking about, oh, if I do this, then this might happen. In mostly, that'd be like a bad, negative outcome that you're thinking of. And that's obviously like not helpful or not productive. Like, like I was talking about what-if scenarios. And all the time, it's like, if I do this, what if this happens, what if I fail, whatever. And I just think that that is obviously not going to be productive at all. And there's no point of assuming, like if it involves another person, there's no point in assuming how the other person would react. Like for example, like if I message a friend or something, like if I message you also, and then you don't reply for a while, or if I don't reply for a while, I'd be like, oh, is she like mad at me? Or is something up? Or is something happening between us? So I kind of get weird. But again, those kind of overthinking things, I guess, have a lot to do with your the security of your relationship and obviously your personality. But yes, that's there. And like for me, uh, first there's a trigger and that's what gets me overthinking. And then I go to the what-if scenarios. And then... Obviously, there's the fear of uncertainty and like like I said, the fear of uncertainty in the sense that 
if there's a decision we have to make, it's like if I choose this, how will like what will the consequences of that decision be, or how will my future be if I do this? So there's that uncertainty aspect that comes in with that, and all the emotions that come with that. So I tend to feel stuck and helpless when I start overthinking, and I think that's something you also get relate to. Yeah. So it's like one thought leads to the other, and most of those thoughts are irrational ones. Obviously, that's why it's called overthinking. And when when we believe our irrational thoughts, that leads to anxiety. Oh, the cycle. <laughs> that leads to anxiety, and because of our anxious thoughts, our analysis of the situation is going to be irrational, and again, not productive. And that leads me to another question: What type of a communicator would you say you are? Like confrontational or not? And if not, why? Before I get to that, you mentioned one thing where you were talking about how one thought leads to another. And um, one thing that I noticed: uh, this is something we read in our literature class, where uh, Virginia Woolf has this book called um, Mrs. Dalloway, and in that she writes in this. thing called a uh, stream of consciousness and that actually helped a lot in terms of understanding how the process of overthinking itself works where everyone has this uh, stream of thought that they go through and it's just a matter of how far your specific stream of thought is going and that's when the whole overthinking thing comes in absolutely good <laughs> okay now i i just remembered this like when we're talking about stream of thoughts i actually recorded this voice memo like a while ago Uh, I mean, it's it's like a it's not a dark one. I was watching these One Direction videos, like compilations, and obviously One Direction has broken up now. So, like whenever I watch One Direction clips, it's like I go from watching them to being like, oh my god, they're they're like not together now, and then I go to being like, oh, what if that happens with my friends? Like, what if I, you know. drift apart from my friends and then that goes to um like school like how am i doing in school my friends are in school so like like it just keeps going and then it keeps like spiraling basically it start like the trigger is not even a bad thing like one direction clips was very fun but somehow i turned it into yeah something that you were saying something i was just going to start on the actual question okay. which i kind of avoided yes okay oh. continue In terms of communication, for me, although I kind of present myself as a very assertive and all of that, um, I feel like it's very situation based. Because uh, at least I've noticed if I've overthought a situation and I've been like, okay, there is a possibility in the future that said like uh, scenario A will be there with person A, B, C, and then if that actually ends up happening. Although you would think that if I've overthought it that much and like I've had an idea of how it's going to happen, I would know how to react. Sometimes it doesn't happen. And um, what I've found that helps with this, especially, is if you've told your friends or someone in your support system about what your thoughts have been, then they know how you're going to react to it, even if you don't. So they can help you get through this situation if it actually does turn up, um, even if you yourself don't know how to. So it really helps having someone that knows what's happening in your head. At this point, I've kind of figured out what's happening in my head by myself, which I'm quite peaceful with. But of course, it still helps having someone who knows. 
I completely agree. Like having a support system with this is really, really helpful. And like also, you were saying, I've seen some reels which where people say like, "Oh yeah, you think you can hurt me?" I saw this coming like, like five years ago when I was overthinking. But like, I mean, I guess the comedy, like humor, is good. But in in what you were saying about the thing is completely true. Like even if you were overthinking. and like oh you know if this happens i'm going to react this way like if you've had anxiety and you you predicted this is going to happen that's not how you're going to react you're going to be like panicked and you're going to be like as anxious as ever so like there is literally no point of being like oh i should think about this and i should like prepare myself for this because sometimes you can't prepare yourself for that all you can do is like practice habits and like Like yeah, practice I guess habits to calm your anxiety down and stuff like that instead of overthinking. Because if you think that overthinking, like so, if you don't struggle with overthinking and you think that oh, overthinking is gonna help with like facing the situation, that's so not true. So anyone who's experienced would know. And uh, to be fair, um, it's the same thing as any random person being put in a situation that. They anticipated or not, but also being put on a spot at that point, right? Like even if you were like someone who say doesn't overthink, but you had to go in for an exam, you knew the exam was coming, you prepared for the exam, but you see a question that's difficult, you're going to freeze the same as I'm going to freeze, even though we both anticipated the same thing. So it's not at the same time. It's, I feel like it's not fair to be like, oh, overthinkers are like all in their head and all of that. Because it's really not like that. I feel every single person has overthought some situation or the other at one point in their life. It just—it's a different experience for everyone. The way every single thing is in life. Absolutely, I completely agree. And like, I think I am—I would say I'm either like a passive-aggressive, or actually it depends on the person. Like, like we were talking about this just earlier, and I think the kind of communicator I am. depends on the person i am with so sometimes i'm passive aggressive sometimes i would say i'm assertive because i try my best to be assertive <laughs> so like i i don't mind confrontation if it helps like if it's with people who are mature enough to understand and like not take it oh my god and, <laughs> and not take it personally i think that i would i would um, confront the person like yeah thinking that they won't take it offensively so and also if they you know if they do take it offensively if you decide to communicate with someone about what you're feeling and they decide to take it offensively i think it could be a lack of their maturity of course there are a lot of things you can do better during communicating with them but i think it were it's not your fault if they take it offensively and like oh my god how dare you feel this way like everyone's allowed to feel however they want to feel so that's like not on you i that's a point that i just wanted to reiterate and i guess i hope that i mean i obviously i cannot change everyone's personality but confrontation at times is will definitely be helpful that's the point anyway um do you have like an example of overthinking if you want to share or even like a gen- general example is fine I think we've been talking about uh, personal overthinking quite a bit, like in terms of personal relations. But another thing that comes up for me is oh, academic overthinking sometimes. Um, 
That's a lot of traffic, guys. We're really sorry. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so, yes, um, academic overthinking. Where it's like, uh, I'm sure. I mean, this is I think something that all students, especially our age, have overthought at some point or the other. Where it comes into you know, um, if I'm studying at this place, if I'm going to that place, or if I don't get in here, then what is my other option? And like. Okay, fine. I've got to that place now. What if I don't make friends? What if I don't do well in this? What if I don't get the type of culture I was expecting? So those are things that I feel like even like anyone could relate to, and it's something that makes it easier to understand where um, someone who is overthinking is coming from. And yeah, I think that's. Yes. Oh. The bike guys here. Okay, yeah, I know. I completely agree, and I I can fully relate to that because again, I'm also going to go to college now, and it's like if I go, yeah, like you said, if I go to college here, like how is my life going to be? What are going to be the consequences? Like I think obviously everyone has worries about it, but like some people like us take it so far and be like, like get so anxious that. We're not able to like function or just like get really like worried and worked up about it. So I don't know. I think it is really hard to stop overthinking, but we will get into the that part in a while. But like my example of overthinking, I'd say is that currently, since I'm like on a gap year and I'm living far away from most of my friends, actually, since everyone's off to college, um, I worry if people like don't reply to text or calls and yeah it's just like i mean i do understand obviously if they don't reply cuz i myself am like that a lot of the times but obviously again that this ties into the security of the relationship and again when you're living far away and most of your friendships are long distance it does tend to get you know worrying at times but luckily literally all my friends are like like reassuring me all the time saying you know it's just because i'm not replying doesn't mean that i don't care about you doesn't mean this and that like janju herself has done that so many times for me at this point yeah so i mean obviously validation feels really good at that time but yes i am i should learn learn to live without that validation <laughs> but yes um have you gotten into problems because of lack of communication i for one definitely have like i remember like once one of my friends and i i had a conflict just because i didn't like i i was in a bad mental state at that time and i basically didn't reply to texts or calls or anything and then she was like um like i don't think i communicated properly saying i was not doing well and then she was like oh like i feel really bad that it's been a while since we talked and you've been kind of distant so yes i have gotten into a problem because of that but now we're totally good so yeah have you gotten into any problems you think problems yes i mean but that comes with everything um i'm not trying to discount being an overthinker or not but it's just again like i've been saying from that time it's a level based thing right uh for me again i 
I'm saying again too many times, but again, <laughs> uh, like she was saying, like Kitna was saying, like you're saying, um, I think it does come in quite a bit with friends because parents that way are understanding. You shut off, you shut off. It's fine. You're in the same house. You're in the same space. They see your face. They know what's going on. Hopefully, yeah. um, this is case specific, but you get the point. Uh, especially when it's someone you're friends with over text or anything like that, it does get important from both sides to be like, "Hey, not feeling up to it. Won't text for a bit." Then you drop off. It's fine. Um, mistakes can be made on our part and others, and I think it has happened before where you know it's like someone's not replied, like you said, yeah. and especially if it is someone you're not meeting every day, it does get a little more anxious in terms of. Not even like, are they mad at me? Are they okay to start with? Because that's like, especially if you're um texting on say a daily basis or a few days basis, and then that reply doesn't come, you're like, are they okay? Are they like, do they need help? Do they need something else? Or if I know it's an exam season, I know it's an exam season. If I don't, then it's an issue. Uh, so things like that do come up. I think that's definitely something that is a common thing to deal with when you're in this space. Yeah, true. Same thing. Like exam season is understandable. Like a lot of friends, completely understandable. But like you said, I think like people not replying to texts more than like jumping to a conclusion that they hate you is. I guess it's better to like ask them like, "Are you okay?" Because you're right in the sense that there's a reason why you're not texting. Maybe you don't have the energy, or maybe you're not doing well. So I think yeah, instead of assuming the worst, you can assume. The worst in a different way, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how do you think that we can communicate better? Of course, like I'm not an expert either, but yeah. What do you think? I was telling you earlier about how um, my overthinking levels have got much better now, which again, that would. Uh, but I think one part of that is not just. Yes, it's easy to say the other person should tell me what's happening. But at the same time, we have to be open to telling each other as well, and like, even instead of just yes, blaming the other, also blame ourselves, which could spiral into other things. <laughs> But point being, it's not always going to be them coming and saying, "Hi, I don't feel like talking. I won't be around for a bit." You have to be able to say that too. If you okay, fine. I don't want to talk about what's happening in specific. But that's some a boundary that you have to set with each other, where you say, "Hey, listen, these are the kind of tendencies I have." And if I text you saying I'm overthinking, said said, or if I text you saying I need some time, I want to like take off. I'll be back in a few days. If I can't be back in a few days, I'll text you in a few and tell you I can't. Um, I think that text you in a few and tell you I can't is something a lot of people miss out on. Like I've had friends who'll be like. Listen, I need space, and I'll be like, "Okay, you need space, no problem. We we'll leave it at that." But I don't hear from you for quite a bit, and then that worry sets in. One of obviously, are you okay? Because you said you needed space, and you you know you were not dealing with things. Two, is this something to do with me? Um, yes, I'll give you the space to deal with it, but tell me what like that you need the space for longer. I think that longer thing just never comes up sometimes, and that can be really painful. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Like, I mean, that's that's the thing that I got into a conflict with because I didn't I didn't tell them how long that I I will be off. So yeah, I completely agree with that. For me, what I think would you know help 
uh, in terms of communication is i mean i've done an episode on love languages earlier like uh, a long time ago but i think communicating about how you want to be loved like obviously everyone has different love languages and i think some people are like you know if you words of affirmation i'd like you to tell me validate this this is like i care about you so those kind of things help certain people but i guess some other people think oh that's cringy like it's cringy to say i care about you things like that so it's like i mean like i get it because in the society a lot of us have been like trained to be like oh showing affection so openly is not cool or whatever i don't know but i think like telling each other how you would like to be loved and how you you want your friendship to go is important and also like you were talking about setting the boundaries like clear boundaries saying like okay if you're going through something but you don't want to talk about it right now like because you think it'll trigger you more or something you'd be like you know see i'm going through something and i don't want to talk about it right now but i need space so that setting that boundary also i think will help with communication and i'm just saying just because you set boundaries doesn't mean you're any less close like It's like a, lo- a lot of us tend to think that just because I'm like setting boundaries will make us less close or it means that we're not close enough friends. But that's not necessarily the case with that. And also I think saying no to things, like a, a lot of us have like a problem saying no uh, to things because many people are people pleasers. So it's like if you don't want to do something, then just like, obviously saying it's easier said than done but i guess practicing saying no is a big thing for communication and another thing is just feedback on uh the relationship that you're in like i'm only talking about like friendship right now because that's what i know um uh, obviously so it's just like i usually check in with my friends like asking like how do you feel right now like about us like do you think that how have we become any less close or like are you okay with this um like sometimes i post on my story on instagram on like on my private private account saying do you think we've just drifted apart yes or no and then like i remember very vividly that you pressed uh no that we didn't drift apart and that just made me so happy because like obviously because of my overthinking tendencies so just getting feedback on friendships regularly can really help like what can i do differently to make you feel more loved or something like that so i just really think that would help with communication and also like saying things like um i feel or i need whatever whatever what can i do to i think these statements could really help to in communication like Of course it might be awkward at first but I think it's necessary like instead of saying oh you know you did this and what like you did this and because of that I am sad now like instead of saying that you can say like I feel this way uh after you said this like instead of attacking the other person and being like aggressive you can say you know I feel this way because obviously you're allowed to feel however you want but it's just like I feel this way after hearing what you said so like can you explain so i think that is a good thing 
uh yeah and w- what is something that helps you with overthinking like i remember you said the support system right uh i think yeah you know i think that's a big part for the both of us too so would you say anything else or support system support system is one um another thing that helped with mine was just distract yourself immediately like i know it's sometimes difficult to get out of the spiral even if it's just started but like for me especially work like doing college stuff or doing just art by myself whatever it is that helps really stop the flow of thought and after that it's like you might not even just go back to it or even if you do it's a milder version of what you would have started off with and i think that really helps outside of the support system as well and i just want to add one thing from the previous part uh where we, i know we were talking about communication like it's a very easy non awkward thing to do but it would be hypocritical of me to say that it's been very easy for me to communicate because i've realized i need to because sometimes you're in these situations where you don't know how to express yourself which is perfectly all right somewhere where every one of us has been in that place so it's important to understand that like that's something i've understood over the time as well but sometimes maybe the other person just doesn't know how to say what they're feeling and it's literally never anything personal when it comes to things like that even if it is something personal where it's like oh they have an issue with me maybe they don't know how to tell me they have an issue and that's okay and that's something you need to understand and accept which has helped a lot <laughs> i'm not going to lie um and finally i think one is uh obviously it's sometimes scary to be vulnerable i agree i'm very scared a lot of times to like be like oh hey this is going on in my life and i need help but definitely try and have a space for yourself to be able to say this i think that's it <laughs> i completely agree and can i just say that i really appreciate your vulnerability in on this podcast and this entire conversation and like like you said i think like a lot of us don't know how to express like you were saying other feelings and in that case i i think that it's fine to take time to you know think about it and think about how should i express this like, like and like i guess therapy would help in that case but also like like i said you can use statements like you know i feel this or i feel like this would be it'd be good if you do this or if i do this so using statements like that and going for therapy could help in those in expressing what you want to express and for me what helps with overthinking is like positive rumination like in the sense that mostly for us overthinking involves like negative thought spirals but for me it's like you know what if what if it turns out well or like what if it, or what if this happens like all positive things that really helps me and also like challenging those negative irrational thoughts like literally like like you said like i said like those thoughts are mostly irrational and like challenging those things like how likely is it to even happen that helps and also like separating rational and the emotional part of our brain i mean that's really hard to do but that that really helps okay so thank you again for being vulnerable and chatting with me cookie and i hope you enjoyed <laughs>
Thank you so much. I'm really happy. So this time actually is the first time that I'm doing one like in with physically with someone who's like with a friend. So it has been really unique and fun for me. Also the first time I've ever recorded something like this. It's <laughs> definitely fun considering the number of bikes that have gone past blaring their horns. Exactly. No, exactly. I really hope that uh, my brother will, is going to be editing stuff out, but it's probably impossible to edit edit all the bike sounds out. So, just telling you, we're sitting at a cafe right now with all the traffic sounds, and you get to enjoy them with us if it's not editable. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, thank you so much for having me. Hi, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> thank you. I will end this podcast here, and this is actually the last episode of the season. So, so we are very grateful for you guys. Thanks, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. There is going to be a season three, so stay tuned for that. Bye.